Hi, welcome to the In Your Dreams podcast. I'm Michelle. This is my podcast where I have a friend over and we discuss our dreams. We try to figure out why we're having them and we try to understand the meaning behind them. This is episode eight titled Bougie, Impatient, and Coach. My guest was my old pal, Jam Jam, Jamo, Jameson. I've known him since I was 14 years old and we don't see each other as often as I would like, but that's the best thing about old friends is when you get together, it's like nothing has changed. I'm really glad that he finally got to come on the podcast. Uh, he was on, I'm trying to think, last time he was he recorded with us was actually for a commercial convo, uh, Anthony and I's old, old commercial podcast. And I'm glad that he was on the island and he got to visit and he got to discuss some of his dreams with me. So it's a good episode. I hope you enjoy. I also, of course, I'm going to, you know, ask for guests to come on. And if you're interested, visit uh, MitchRuby.com forward slash in your dreams. Fill out the form and I'll be in touch ASAP. And like I always say, if you don't have any dreams, but you just want to come on down and hang out and listen to my dreams, that would be great too. I also want to give a shout out to Ryan. Hey, Ryan. I found out that he's listening to the podcast and he really enjoys it. And that makes me super happy. So I can't wait till you're a guest. And I also, last but not least, want to mention uh, my theme song was made by my husband, Anthony. And if you dig it, you should check out his other music on SoundCloud and his username. Is that what it's called? The username? Maybe it's just his name. Anyway, it's Jabroni Tony, so check him out. Testing, picking out my voice. Testing, dropping my voice. (laughs) Hey, Jamo. Hey, Michelle. Thanks for coming. Thanks for having me. Um, Finally made it. It's been almost a year. Because last time we saw each other was Austin in June. Seriously? Yeah, seriously. I didn't even know that. I thought we saw each other before that. I know this is the first time I've seen your apartment, Yeah, though, I know. And you've had it for quite some time, so you're probably right. Yeah, and it's weird because we were gone all summer, and I don't think we, we didn't see you at the end of the summer, and then you didn't come to Halloween, so... Right? Now you came to Halloween. Sounds like you're kind of mad I didn't come to Halloween. Oh, whatever. (laughs) I hold grudges about, you know, I throw awesome Halloween parties. But, okay. So, we'll get right into it. Um, You gave me three words. Bougie, impatient, and coach. Yes. So, do these describe one dream, or is this three different dreams? Two of them are... We're going to talk about two dreams today. One is a throwback that I completely forgot about and found while I was organizing my Evernote account. Um, and then the other one is actually from a while ago as well, uh, but it was after you founded this podcast, I literally woke up and wrote it down. Okay, I was cool. excited I finally had something to talk about on here. Awesome. All right, so you go. All right, so we're going to start. Um, my This dream is from 2013. Okay. Um, at that point, I was still living in Kentucky and oh was planning that. for my move back to New York, so I think that's probably why... Some New York things were on my mind from when I was last in New York. Okay. Um, so the dream takes place in a pizzeria that was exactly like it probably was the one I worked at in college. 
And John Tortorella, the old Rangers coach, was the boss. Okay. All right. <laughs> so he kind of has this reputation, for those that don't know who John Tortorella is, of being like this disciplinarian, kind of like a hard-ass leader, like really expects the world of you and gets he's fiery, he screams. So kind of like a boss that you probably not like having. Right, yeah. Um, we were there late, and some kid said that... Uh, Alfredo's had the same owner as him, and Pizza Crust had the same owner. And those are pizzerias from around where I grew up. So it was all, like, this weird stuff coming together. Yeah. And then just, like, bits and pieces. There's not really a big plot to this dream, just a lot of things that were happening that were weird. Yeah. Um, Around closing time, this girl walked in um, and was talking about how they close at 2 instead of 3 to avoid drunk idiots, but that made no sense because drunk idiots were a business. And so I just kind of was confused. Then one of my coworkers from Kentucky, who had actually at this point already left for school in Bowling Green, um, he was there and he was worried about the boss. We called them Torts because that was his nickname in real life. Um, and he stayed longer than I did at the store. And then I, when I left, I couldn't remember how to get to my new apartment. Oh, that feeling of being lost. So I got lost in, like, what I described at the time that I had the dream. It was hilly and scrappy. Um, (laughs) Wait, hilly and scrappy? Scrappy. And I'm assuming what I meant was, like, grungy, like, kind of, like, not the type of neighborhood you wanted to get lost in. Uh, Wait, was this the neighborhood that you actually lived in in real life? No. That you were trying to get back to? I think what I interpreted it as is that it was probably... Like, this anxiety I had that I was going to end up in a bad neighborhood when I moved to New York City. Because that was my plan at that point. Um, But anyway, like, when I left, too, there were people outside protesting the pizza place. And so I just kind of pushed through them. Um, And at one point, I was walking through a yard because I got out of my car. (laughs) And... (laughs) I got caught in a a prickly plant. There were spiders. Oh, my gosh. It was, like, I think it was all these, like, anxieties I had at the time. I remember that apartment, just being in the Midwest in general, like, you kind of would get insects from time to time. And luckily, it was never, like, an infestation, but you get spiders. Like, I'd get, like, a wasp every once in a while work its way in. I hate bugs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, not good. (laughs) um, What was funny is that I retreated back to the pizza place in the stream. I was just like, I guess I'm not going to find my apartment. And by the time I got there, it was already open for the next morning. Um, and then <laughs> whoever opened the door, it was like like they you couldn't recognize who they were. Um, they were a cartoon. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And at that point, I finally woke up. And I, I did remember, like, that night I, I woke up and went back to sleep. And I, I noted this. Too, like, I think I wrote this and went back to sleep. And then I had another dream that I only remember a very short amount. Um, Harvey Specter, the character in Suits, he was driving. I was in the back seat, and all I remember was that there was this really hot brunette in the front seat, and it was a um, convertible. (laughs) Did you... And I count that as, like, one dream, because I feel like it was, like, like woke up and then just went right back to sleep. Wow. So, I don't know. A lot of... Do you remember that night, like, did you eat something weird before bed? Were you drunk? I wasn't drunk, um... I don't think I had anything weird. I do know with both of these, I know my second dream that I'll get into. I took Valerian route before I went to bed, and I think my dreams will be a lot more memorable, and they'll tend to be... Valerian route? Yeah. Hmm. It's supposed to help with sleep. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. like melatonin, yeah, are the yeah, two yeah. things. Yeah. 
I've never taken that. I didn't know. I think it has. It's got to be something like it, you're just supposed to sleep better, and it must just be that I'm completely knocked out that I right. can remember dreams a little better. Hmm. Interesting. But then, because maybe all my dreams are just always weird and random. I think I honestly think we are all our dreams are weird. But with this dream, you had like your past mixing with future feelings, mis- yeah. mixing with present. Well, and it, it was just a transition yeah. time where it, all those things were kind of like I was feeling nostalgia. Yeah. That was kind of driving why I wanted to go back to New York to a point. Right. So it was kind of, and then present was just kind of like kind of sprinkled in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. I like Hilly and Scrappy and the fact that you wrote that. That's really funny. Okay, so go into your... Was that... That's, like, one dream. That's one right? dream, yes. Okay. Go into your next one, and then, like, we can discuss if we want to look anything up. Sure. Okay. So, my second dream, this is fast forward to the somewhat recent... Okay. Um, recent time. Okay. Um, I was hanging out with a girl that I had been hanging out with prior, um, very shortly. Like, we hung out for a few weeks, um, or this was a flashback, but she wanted me to meet at a party that, like, she would hang out in Williamsburg all the time, like, very hipster neighborhood, really expensive, and it would be bougie, and she actually said it was going to be bougie in the dream, and when I got there, it was like, yes, you're right. Yeah, bougie. Um, and so, we get there, and she's like, oh, like, meet us on the rooftop, and I can't find her. And I noted, and it's kind of, to paint the picture, is like, Williamsburg will have all these apartments with rooftops where they can have parties, and they can just... Yeah. But then in most neighborhoods, like, it's really an obstacle to get on the roof. Huh. So that's kind of driving the bougie factor, too. And I, I thought about this in my dream, like, the myself in the dream was thinking, like, Ugh, yeah. like you can't get on a rooftop around the neighborhoods. <laughs> Um, anyway, like, the crowd, I described as a little bougie. Um, I think it was probably judgmental. Like, it might have just been that they are, but, you know, hanging around just a bunch of white hipsters that all kind of look the same. Um, when I got there, I didn't really know anybody either. And was sober, and actually at one point just awkwardly stood around in an apartment waiting. And this is actually similar to something that really happened. So I think it was more just kind of like... The thing that really happened, this happened before this dream. Similar. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and the dream reminded me of, like, that encounter, but, uh, I couldn't remember either if I, she had asked me to in the dream or if I just decided to take the initiative, but I came with a huge plate of, like, just cut meats and, like, cheese. That's very nice of you. <laughs> Which I feel like was, uh, almost, like, too old school of a move. Like, these type of parties were just kind of, like, pop up, like, bring your own, like, paps and, like, that's <laughs> it. Like, you don't bring, like, a, like, a hundred dollar cheese bar. plate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um... And so (laughs) there were a few, like, girls in the dreams that were faceless. So that means, like, to me, what my experience is with looking in the dreams is that means you never met them. Yeah. If you you can't really experience anything you've never experienced. True. So there were three faceless girls that were like, oh, it's so nice you're here. Like, um, we missed you. Like, we really enjoyed you you last time. When you say faceless, you mean you can't really make out I can't remember, yeah. like. But in the dream, they weren't. They had faces in the dream, yes. Yeah, yeah. I have the same. Okay, okay, okay. But, like, if you ask me to describe what they look like, I don't know. Yeah. Um, And so I was putting down the meats, and they were just talking, and then some guy walked up um, that was pretty douchey, and he's like, oh, like, are you still still seeing so-and-so? Like, what was that, like, a year ago that we saw you guys last? And I was like, uh... Screw you. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, and then at some point, this is where the dream starts to just get weird. Uh, I forgot something or didn't want to wait anymore. Whatever the case was, I left. Um, I left and got the subway to my job, my current job in the Lower East Side at Whole Foods. Uh, what was weird, though, is that when I went downstairs and took the train a few stops, I got out. And when I walked upstairs, it led to an attic. And this was like the stairs. I was still in a train station, but it led to this attic-like thing where I could see down to the platform. And I couldn't figure out how to get out of this attic. Because it was huh. like the stairs only went from like where I was, which you couldn't even get back to, right. to the space that I was in. And so I started to feel kind of like claustrophobic and just looking down. Um, and you're by yourself in the attic. Yeah, and there were like there were these old like train tracks stored in this spot too. It was just weird. It was like what an attic full of old train gear would look like, <laughs> but that you can see down to yeah. people. It was just beams more or less than anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there was no way, and I like was trying to get their attention. And I remember being like super stressed out about trying to figure like how am I going to get down from here? Am I going to die here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and there was this worry, and then, like, despite all this, like, there were a ton of people down there, but I didn't think to call out to them or scream or anything. Like, like you didn't have a voice, or just didn't come I just to... didn't try. I, I had a voice in the dream. I just had no desire to scream out to them, which felt weird. That it was, like, weird. like, that, maybe that's something. Yeah. Um, and there were actually, you said by yourself, there were a few people, but they were, like, scattered throughout. They weren't, like, near me. So this was a huge attic. Yeah, like, it was essentially the length of a subway platform and then some, probably. Like, what I could see. People. But they were not close to me. Right. Wow. Was that it? That was it. That, yeah, then I woke up because I was starting to get panicky. Did you realize you were dreaming, or this felt really real? It felt real, and I, I know that for a fact I had Valerian root before I went to bed that night, so it was a very, like, nice, deep sleep. Do you find when you take the Valerian root your dreams are more stressful or they don't, it doesn't. I think it's mixed. I think it depends like how I went to bed feeling. Like I probably went to bed feeling stressed. And this was a recent dream, right? Yeah. And it did like, it was, might've been that I was stressed out about work. Cause when I I come back to Lower East Side, like then I, I never get to work, but end up in this attic that I'm trapped in. Yeah. And it's almost like you're looking at new jobs now and you're internally trapped. Yeah. That's why maybe you didn't scream down to anyone. You're like, Oh, I figured this out myself. (laughs) Yeah. And like the other people up there, maybe that's like, you know, there are people who are also experiencing work stress related. Maybe. I don't know. That's my, my take on that. Did you, so the girl, you went to this party to meet this girl. Yeah. But did you ever... I never saw the girl in the dream. You didn't find her. Yeah. Yeah, or she never showed up, or she was there, and I was there, but we didn't bump into her. And how did you finally get to the roof? Um, Well, I just knew that the party was going to be on the... She had texted me, and... No, but didn't you have trouble getting up there? No, not at the party. Oh, okay, okay. All right. Wow. Cool. Okay. So, what do you want to look up? Um, I mean, I feel like the whole trapped in the attic is kind of, you know, I think that's like symbolizes yeah. feeling stressed in real life. I would like to look up that. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if we should. Okay. Before I start, do you remember this book? No. So I never. See, I brought this to school. You sure you don't remember this at lunch? No. I got this for Christmas. When I was, like, in 11th grade, I remember brain school and showed Nick Ants. Like, we definitely went through this. But I didn't know if you remembered it. Okay. 
So let's look up. Mm -mm, this, this dictionary is really strange. There's a lot of things that aren't in it that should be. Attic or stressed? You throw out a word, I'll look it up. Um, yeah, let's do attic, stressed. What about, like, would nouns be in this book, too? Yeah. What about, like, pizza? Yeah, I know. I wrote that. I wrote pizza down, too. But you just have a love for pizza. So what? But, I know. <laughs> let's just see if it's in here. So, and then you were saying, when you gave me your words, bougie, impatient, and coach. Yeah. Those three describe those two dreams. No, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I had Joe's notes written above yours. Pizza's not in here. Of course. What kind of book is this? Yeah, right? Okay. People dream about pizza all the time. I know. Do you ever have dreams where you're eating? That's a tough one. I can't think of a time I've been eating. Like, I've been around food in my dreams, but I never actually eat food. Yeah. I don't think I've ever eaten in a dream. Isn't that weird? Okay, <laughs> Attic. Really weird. 242. Let's see. Attic. The happy jumble of the attic, symbol of our higher aspirations and creativity. May express the dreamer's welter of spiritual or creative ideas waiting to be put into some form. An overly neat and tidy attic may suggest a too formal and timid approach to the spiritual life. Definitely that wasn't, wasn't a neat that. attic. No. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I so, mean, in the beginning of that, I was like, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, higher, you know. But even that, I don't feel like this dream was maybe, I guess you could kind of tie that to the work thing, like the... You could say, oh, like, I want to get more out of it. I want to yeah. keep climbing, like, keep climbing a ladder. There you go. But but then you just got yeah. stuck. Then you got stuck in this really creepy, dirty, stressful attic <laughs> where you could see people but didn't want to talk to them. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I wanted to ask you, do you remember your first dream ever? No. Like, your earliest dream? No. Do you remember yours? Yeah, and then, um, I talked about it earlier, yeah. but about the Flintstone, like I was stuck in a Flintstone world <laughs> and I couldn't get out and I was really stressed out about it. We should, um, have you looked up cartoon before? Because that part was really weird of that dream yeah. like the person, it just turned into a cartoon world. Like a cartoon version of that person? Yeah, but then, and it also was like the blank face though, like it wasn't somebody I knew. So it was like I knew they were a cartoon but couldn't describe to you what they looked like. You know, I was talking to Joe about this, that most of my dreams I dream about people I know, like everyday life, my friends, my family. And in the past couple of months, I have been having dreams about, like, I guess you could say faceless people. I've just been making up people, which is so strange. That's never happened before. And he said he rarely dreams about people he knows, which I don't know. I tend to dream about people from the past, it seems like, or oh, people I haven't too. seen in a while. Where yeah. I, it'll be very random, too. It, it won't be anything I can tie to a trigger, like I saw their Facebook post or something like that before bed. It'll just be someone randomly pops in, and it'll be completely out of their role that they knew me. Like, in the dream with um, the person from work that yeah. just randomly pops into, like, the pizza job. Different state, different, like, things coming together. And it was never a super close friend, and it was someone that was more or less just an acquaintance from work that came out every once in a while and hadn't been around for a few months. Yeah. 
Um, I don't know if you list what if you listened to the episode I talked about my Joe reoccurring dream. Okay, I'm not gonna retell that because I don't want to like whoever whoever listens to this. <laughs> but when we're done, I'm definitely yeah, we'll have to tell you that it. because that that's insane. And I'm like happy to report that he has not been in my dreams since I've had this dream. <laughs> it's yeah, it's really strange. Yeah, so animation, cartoon, and character are all not in this book. <laughs> <laughs> we need another book. It's time for a new book. need a second book. opinion. Yeah, I know. All right, I'm going to tell you my dream that you were in. Yeah. A couple of weeks ago. I wrote it down. Because I woke up and I was like, this is just insane. <laughs> All right, so I was, going to, I was in the city with my family. We had tickets to go see Seth Meyers. I had trouble getting to the actual show. Like, I left my family and I couldn't find the theater. And I bumped into you and I was like, will you help me get there? I'll let you come with me, right? So you're like, yeah, 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 let's go. You're, like, running ahead of me. I can't catch up. I end up running into this theater where people are dressed in colonial outfits, and it's, like, for Hamilton, like, the big show Hamilton. And everyone's, like, trying to get me, like, out, like, get out of it. We're rehearsing. You need to. And I can't find you. You, I don't know what the hell happened to you. You just left. <laughs> so I end up exiting the theater by running down the chairs of the theater. I was like, I'm just going to run on top of them, like a stadium. But I end up tumbling, and I end up taking out a bunch of people, which was, again, strange. (laughs) Still can't get to Seth Meyers. Finally, I get into this room, and Hendrix, Richard Hendrix from Silicon Valley, is sitting next to me in a red (laughs) hoodie. And I was like, holy shit. And I'm trying to, like, sneak a selfie with him. It's not successful. And he's going to Seth Meyers to be on. So I'm like, maybe I follow him. I walk out of this place. You're there. So I finally find you again. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's Hendrix. I can't remember the the guy's name. So we end up following him. Then we end up in Rachel Ray's kitchen. (laughs) Then cuts out. We're in your house, your mom's house. Totally different. There's, like, four different dogs walking around. And Aunt appears, and we're all going to sleep so we can go to Austin. And then I wake up. Wow. There's just well, a lot happened in that. I dream. can see a few things I can interpret like my way where I think you've come and seen me in the city once or twice and I feel like there's like that different pace where maybe I'm walking ahead, I'm faster, like I know where I'm going, yeah. you guys don't know where we're going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that could be symbolic of that. Yeah. The at the end, the house part where everything's different at my mom's house, if you were to go there now, everything is a lot different from really? the last time you've been there. Um they they renovated a lot of the downstairs. Um, they're actually planning to be out of the house for a week when my brother graduates to redo all the floors. Um, you know, Sunny passed. Molly's the only one. We're getting a new puppy. Um, (laughs) so it actually, like... So things are changing a lot there. So it would be a lot different from, like, the old days. And it would be weird if whenever, if I ever go to your mom's house and it, like, looks like what happened in my dreams. Like, that would be weird. Yeah, that'd be trippy. That would be really weird. But, um... Yeah, it was just really fast-paced, and I think the whole Hamilton in there was just because Hamil- everyone's talking about Hamilton and going to see that show. I was going to try and make a bad joke about, did you go to Colonial Williamsburg <laughs> in my dream? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I've never... And, um, and Seth Meyers, I don't know how he got in there in Rachel Ray's kitchen. Those two things I don't know. Well, you haven't but, been to Seth Meyers, have you? I know you've uh, done a couple of the yeah, shows. Yeah, I do want... I would like to yeah, see his so. show. And um, 
the guy from Silicon Valley I follow on Instagram. Do you follow him on Instagram? No. He is so funny. Not to get off on a tangent, but he does. Well, not TJ Miller, right? No. Okay. It's the main guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's really good. So, that's all. And then last night, I wanted to discuss this dream anyway. We've been watching Scrubs before. Did you watch Scrubs? Yeah. Yeah. So, Carla just had her baby, and she's, like, postpartum, and she's, like, really depressed. Right. I so, I had it. Yeah. So, I had a dream last night that I had a baby, but I, I didn't go through the pregnancy. I just had this baby, and I hated it. Like, <laughs> I hated this fucking child. And I had to breastfeed, and I was not a bad, and I was so upset. Like Carla. Yeah. And the baby actually looked but like Carla's The character baby. Carla actually had to birth the baby, which is, like... Yeah. Wait. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. just, like, kind of just, like... Clicked your heels and had the baby in your yeah, arms. Like the, uh, yeah, that was weird. And um, and the baby was tan, like Carla's baby. But I'm, in my dream, I'm like, oh, well, Anne's tan. So that makes sense <laughs> that this baby is this dark. But I was so upset. And, like, in real life, I woke up. I'm like, this makes sense why this happened. But, like, I really, like, I'm not about children right now. And never feel like I want that. And I was, I was like, wow, this is, like, a fear. And... Aren't dreams like that crazy where... I was thinking about this before I came here, um, where you'll wake up and know it was just a dream, but you'll still carry the feelings that you have about it. Like, I've had... All morning. I've had dreams where family members have died. Yeah. Like, one of my uncles died in one dream. Like, my brother died in one dream. And you wake up and you still kind of... I feel like you feel the way you would feel maybe, like, four months after it happened. I didn't feel depressed or upset to the point where I was, like, in tears in the morning. But, like, you know, there was that, man, I can't believe they died. I miss them. Life sucks now. There's, like, a cloud over here. Yeah, so it's it's weird weird. that dreams can set that tone for a day. And, like, this morning, I've just been feeling so grossed out. Like, I texted Anne about it, and I was like, I fucking hated this child. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, this is just really bad. And I... And I, and I had the feeling where I was actually breastfeeding her and looking down and just being, like, disgusted. <laughs> <laughs> and you I, like, leech. And I, <laughs> leave that alone. <laughs> and I, like, left the child. I was like, Sam, you deal with it. That was so, that was, that was bad. I feel like Sam would be about that. She would be. I mean, she'd be really kind, too. Like, have you ever seen the show Shameless by Chance? No, I want well, It's on my list. In the right. show, like, there's a... Like, one of the characters has a baby. She wants nothing to do with it. She's a teen mom. And the mom, like, just takes a liking to it and essentially just makes the baby her own. But she's they frame the mom as being kind of, like, baby crazy or just, like, a little crazy in general. Or she's, like, too anxious to take that to baby. To take the baby. Yeah, that's kind of how... And Sam was, like, all about it. Yeah. And the weird thing, the setting was not in my house or anyone. It was, like, in a mall. <laughs> the top level of a mall, and I could look look down. That, and the bed was like in the middle. Where of Where else would you want to raise a child? Yeah, I mean, everything's there, <laughs> food and clothing. Yeah, and, yeah. So, I I I've looked up pregnancy because Ingrid has a lot of pregnancy dreams, and it usually just means stress. But I think that was strictly like because I watched Scrubs that episode <laughs> right before I went to sleep. Maybe you were stressed, but for Carla. Yeah, and also I think because I'm turning 29 and a lot of my friends and aunts, cousins, they just got married and they're your age, younger than I am, and they're going to start trying in the fall. And Ugh. she's <laughs> she's super excited and she's good. they're going to make great parents. 
And I'm like, she's, I'm like, wow, I'm so grossed out. Like, I <laughs> have no want for children yet. I hope it comes one day. <laughs> and she's like, wow, I've been wanting this since I was 15. And I'm like, when do I ever right. feel that? Do you just wake up one morning and you're like, you know what? I changed my mind. Or are you watching a show that changed your mind? What yeah. happens? Like, I'm going to be 29. Yeah. Like, I'll look at kids and be like, they're cute. I love playing with them. But the best thing is I get to go home and not have one. Yeah. And I also have a fear of getting fat. So yeah. <laughs> that's just that. So on that note. <laughs> it is weird. Like, those jokes that were all like. Oh, like, I'm over here just hanging out and, like, everyone's getting married. They weren't really real until maybe, like, yeah. a year or two ago for me. Do you have any friends who have kids? Yeah. 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 Just, like, friends that have had kids. I have younger friends that have kids and think it's, like, cool, it's normal. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, and I'm happy for everyone around me who's yeah. having a kid and married and stuff. <laughs> I don't just... look at them and out loud say, that's disgusting. No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. And... You know, it's just so weird. I I don't know. And you get it from family members. Because you're like, Mar- I'm married now, and you're older. And they're like, when are the kids coming? I'm like, I just want a fucking kitten. Yeah. Like, that's it. <laughs> I don't want a child at all. It's a generational gap thing, too. Yeah. Like, people are just having kids later or just not having kids or yeah. really looking to plan. And we're a generation that, like, we're the renting generation. Yeah, we don't like that's for sure. We don't plan, we don't save as much. Yeah. So it's it's harder for them to understand, I think, until they really get into it. Yeah. It's true. And and it's just funny how my one aunt, she's like, Well, you know, I might be dead soon. She literally <laughs> said that. Played the death card. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> like, well, sorry, not popping one out for you. Yeah. yeah. Usually the ones that say that are the ones that are saying, like, oh, I'll be watching from heaven, so I'll just be like, you'll see everything. That's right. You'll have a front row seat. Do it all. You can fast forward, rewind, whatever you want. Skip the boring parts, replay the great parts. You got the ideal setup. I don't have to dump my kid on you. Yeah, you don't have to change a diaper, like, nothing. You can strike someone with lightning that messes with the kid. (laughs) (laughs) Right, yeah. Oh, yeah. But do you have any last words? Uh, No, this is fun. Are you good? Dream on. Dream on. (laughs)